Hello, I'm Rabbi Iggy, and welcome to Tattoos and Torah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Torah. I'm Rabbi Iggy out of the Truva Center. Thank you for joining us. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, and as we just traversed Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the holiest day of the year, um, I wanted to spend some time about amends, saying I'm sorry, and some ideas and some values I want to mention as we think about this period in our lives, this period in the liturgical calendar, and in general how we interact with people, which is very important. Um, I think especially these days when we realize that connection is the answer. Um, we always talk about how connection is the opposite of addiction, but also connection is really what makes a lot of things better in the world. Connection is that place when we feel the most seen, the most heard, and it is the seed of many good uh, habits that we can foster in order to feel that we have all the tools to move through life, all the tools to deal with the hardship that life does bring to us. A person who has connections can deal with a lot of it because we don't feel so alone. We don't feel so isolated. We feel that we have value in this world, and that is incredibly important. So as we talk about amends or apologies, when we talk about um, how we sometimes need to fix or heal or repair or even just acknowledge parts of our actions and parts of our behaviors that we have uh, engaged in that offended other people, that hurt other people. When we talk about our relationship with people, sometimes we say things or do things that sort of don't sit well with the other person. Um, sometimes we intend to do that and sometimes we don't. But either way, the way we fix it, the way we repair it, the way we heal it is incredibly important. And therefore, uh, amends and apologies are not just sort of uh, part of day-to-day -day life, but really part of the tools that we have to learn um, how to make sure that we can sort of grow from it and learn from it and, in fact, make our connection stronger and make our relationship stronger. Um, everybody offends others. Everybody does things, um, again, probably intentionally, but not just. We do things that sort of um, we need to apologize for. We need to make amends for. Sometimes they're short and sometimes they're lifelong. Either way, we have to try and heal and fix, um, and not just for the relationship for them, but really for ourselves. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. So first I want to start by saying that primarily I distinguish, uh, we distinguish between amends and apologies. An amend is not an apology. Um, Jeremy, our director of counseling, says, right, an apology is making a statement asking for forgiveness using language to express regret or a mistake made. Um, which is true, but making amends is bigger than that. You see, fundamentally, we have to remember that when you are asking for an apology, when you're saying, I'm sorry, it is just that asking for something. It is asking for one more thing. And we have to distinguish between things that we're asking from people and then things that we are offering or things that we are living through in order to heal the relationships. Uh, amends are the choices that we need to make to show to ourselves and to the world that we have learned from our mistakes. That the shame or the guilt we carry because of our actions have in fact seeded a change. 
You see, those actions are the core of how we change ourselves, um, how we change the world, how we transform our guilt and our shame into something else. And that's really important because something um, we can do that way when we are able to transform the shame and the guilt, it means that we can live with it and it doesn't trip us up anymore. It is something we can carry that's not too heavy. Many times our shame and our guilt sort of like really triggers an emotional response that really we can't uh, deal with. It's too much. And therefore we react instead of responding and we again engage in behavior we shouldn't be engaging in. So when we are thinking about the actions we take to combat our shame and our guilt through amends, then we are able to carry it and be like, yes, I did that, but this also led to me doing X, Y, and Z, feeling better about this, or not needing to carry that shame and guilt other than the fact that sort of now I'm living a life that has more meaning, that I've repented, that I've actually made amends for whatever it is. And it becomes that force of good in us that we can in fact transform. And that's really important because as I keep saying, that action is the thing that allows us to feel worthy because we have chosen ourselves to um, be worthy because we have chosen action to make us feel worthy and we have communicated that to ourselves and to the world. We spoke a few times before how about Yom Kippur, this Day of Atonement, will forgive the behaviors we have committed against the universe, against God, against God of our own understanding, um, but we are charged with repairing the relationships between people, between fellow men and women and, uh, and the people around you, your loved ones, um, all by ourselves. Uh, no one, not even God, can do that for us. Yom Kippur will not atone for those sins. Um, Yom Kippur will atone for the sins between us and the universe. But we have to fix the relationship with other people uh, all by ourselves. There are a few components to consider as we approach sort of the amends and the apology. Um, and, and I want to go through a little bit of that. Um, first, I want people to think about um, how they say I'm sorry or how many times they say I'm sorry. Um, quality over quantity every time. People who just sort of kind of say I'm sorry, I'm sorry about different things. Um, many times people feel that that's not... Um, worthy, that that's not the right apology. Um, think about your words and, and how you approach those. If you apologize for every small thing all the time, then um, what is the quality of the actual apology or the actual amends um, and, and what you offer to people and what you offer to yourself? Um, you really want to make sure that you are sincere and you spend time thinking about how to express this empathy and how you express the care for the person you are talking to or person that you are engaging with. Um, so allow yourself to see it as a, as a finite quantity, if you will, and then see how you're going to disperse that to make sure that sort of you, um, your word has meaning and your intention, more importantly, has meaning. It is important to leave, if you will, our ego to the side. Um, amends, apologies are not simple. Uh, it's, it's hard and it, it hurts us sometimes, our ego, of course, and especially when we have to admit that we've done something wrong and to sort of come 
with our head bowed down. Um, many times we try to protect this ego or our wounded ego, um, and we blame others. We don't take responsibility. We kind of um, nitpick over who did what and who needs to take responsibility for which part. Um, so in that sense, sort of real bravery is the ability to say, I was wrong. I made a mistake. Um, I didn't um, anticipate what I should have. I didn't think about my actions. Um, and to not just say I'm sorry, but to really allow ourselves to learn from it. Um, many people see that as a weakness, that sort of we will sort of hurt their honor. But um, it is, in fact, the opposite. When we are able to take responsibility for things we've done, when we are able to put the ego to the side and say, like, okay, I, I, I've learned from this, um, then that actually brings us more honor. Um, so think about your ego as you approach the amends and think about what it is that sort of you're trying to protect and how you're trying to seem to other people. Um, you have to be authentic. Um, it has to be something that is not just um, pro forma. Um, it has to really show interest and worry about the feelings of others. Um, and I would also say that sort of it's important to express your own feelings, um, all the feelings that you're having around this. Um, when we do that, when we express our feelings, other people tend to uh, connect to that. And when other people express their feelings, we tend to connect to that. And again, connection allows us to sort of to build that bridge and to heal. And that's um, not just important, but that allows for the process to be a lot more smooth and a lot more restorative as you move along in the relationship, whether it is um, on a day-to-day -day basis or perhaps you're not going to see that person again, but allowing yourself that bridge to be um, built there so that the healing can actually take place. Um, and it doesn't always happen exactly at the right time. Sometimes it's just that building a bridge that sort of will be used later on. But in that moment, it's important to build that bridge so that the chasm can be, in fact, sort of traversed. You have to think about the right time and the right space, of course. Um, you don't have to wait, right? You don't have to wait um, till whoever is ready in that sense. So you don't have to wait till next Yom Kippur. Um, many times... Um, thinking about um, when am I doing it, what what am I going to do, uh, how am I going to approach this is really important. Um, of course, don't do it in a place that is sort of inappropriate, um, but also don't wait too long. Um, you really want to make sure that sort of your uh, process of healing and that is relevant to the time, the place, the person, um, and not to allow for things to fester, not to allow for things to build more and more resentments. Sometimes we build resentments for so long we forget why we resent the other person or why we're angry. Um, so when you are thinking about it, then sort of start making the plan on how am I going to make this amends? How am I going to apologize? How am I going to approach this person? How am I going to even sort of like just... Um, start the process um, with that person. That being said, you also should know that there is a need for patience. Um, even if you said, I'm sorry about something, right when something happened, um, sometimes it lingers and you need a little bit of time to sort of think about how it is that you learn from this, what it is that you learn from this, how you take responsibility and then move um, towards the sort of the next part, which is a more deeper, more sincere uh, amends. And that is 
important because um, if you just focus on the on the momentarily uh, apology or amends, then of course that becomes insincere and that becomes sort of detached from the actual action and from your own expression of what it is that sort of you are making amends for. Um, and if you actually give it some time and think about it and, and allow yourself to understand, not just the amends will be received better, but also you will learn something from it. <clears throat> you will learn something from it. And by doing so, you will have grown from it. And therefore, that is the meaning of the amends, your own growth around this, not just sort of the acceptance of the other person, which is very important to, to consider that the whole process of amends, and maybe I should have said it sooner, is not about the other person. It really is about you. It's not about being forgiven or even uh, allowed a certain um, acknowledgement of the amends. It's really about the process of my own understanding and making sure that whatever I do has meaning because I need to learn from it and grow as a person. Um, if we attached a goal to being forgiven to the amends, then it's a kind of manipulation. And then if you don't get that, then you might think that the whole process is has no value. And I'm saying the opposite. The process has value, um, and we have to let go of the goal, of course, um, at the end of it. Um, that's why it's important to make amends for even for people who have passed away, even though we know that sort of there's no way to receive whatever it is that we think we should receive or want to receive. So that part of the amends is important as well, and again, because it's focused on us and what we have learned from it. We have to be precise when we're making amends. We have to make sure that we um, make a list, write it down, thinking about exactly what it is that we're making amends for. We have to be precise about our role, our part in things. It's not a general um, amends. It's not a general forgiveness. Um, many people sort of send these sort of mass either emails or posts on social media like why whoever I've offended please forgive me I mean I understand the emotion behind of it but this is not what this is about immense forgiveness really is about looking somebody in the eye and understanding what it is that you have caused or what it is that sort of we have to think about uh, in our actions as we have caused it. And that goes towards us as well, sort of when somebody looks us in the eye and thinking about how they feel coming to us for uh, for forgiveness or for an acknowledgement of their amends and being able to have compassion around that. Um, as always, words, if you will, are cheap. The real amends have to do with actually changing uh, as I used to say to my kids when they were younger, when they said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, like, don't be sorry, just don't do it again. That's important, that when we are really engaged in an amends process, when we are really engaged in a forgiveness process, when we're really asking for forgiveness from somebody, is to make sure that we set in place plans to change, plans to actually have it affect our life, not just say, I'm sorry, because we somehow have offended somebody else. That's the hard part, to actually put actions in place to be able to move and grow from where we are. But that is the essential part of this, that a real amends, uh, a living amends, is something that we say, oh, okay, 
I can change this. And it doesn't have to be very big. You don't have to change your personality, but you have to engage in behaviors and actions that solidify your words because otherwise words can be just cheap. And yes, they pave the way, but they're not the be all and end all of it. Our actions, as always, are key. Perhaps standing face to face with somebody gives you anxiety. Perhaps you're not a person who can speak. Um, you don't know how this will go. You don't know how you'll feel when the other person perhaps sort of shows their emotions. Um, it's okay, and if it's important to write it down, put a piece of paper, um, even if you didn't intend to. Perhaps in that moment you're finding yourself struggling for words and saying, okay, give me a second, I, I need to write this down. Maybe you want to write a letter beforehand. Maybe you want to write bullet points beforehand. Um, you don't have to be um, spontaneous on the moment or anything like that. You have to make sure that it is thought out. And when you do that, um, you're allowing yourself to be more engaged in that moment. If you write a letter, for example, and you can read that letter to them in front of them, if you so choose, and, and give it to them so people can reread it afterwards and feel the um, authenticity of your actions and your words. And that's, that's also uh, something that can be very powerful for you and for them. Um, uh, of course, again, um, try not to continuously ask for that forgiveness. It is an asking for something. Um, and remember, this is not easy. And sometimes we need support. We want to make sure that we have support of people around us as we're going through this. You're not alone. And like I said at the beginning, right, it's not something that you have to be ashamed of or something that we have to um, feel has to be done in private, right? We, we can tell other people that sort of we're going for the men's. We can tell other people that sort of we're uh, needing support in this or that this will be difficult. Um, we read throughout the month of Elul um, up until just Rosh Hashanah last week, right, Psalm 27, uh, which is sort of a, a psalm that sort of talks about being strong, chazak ve'ematz, to really be strong and have good courage. Um, courage and all these things are also a product of the support system we built around us. So make sure that it's not just something that you sort of do alone. Make sure that sort of you... Uh, ask for support, ask your friends, your sponsor, whoever, for things that sort of you are need as you're about to approach after the approach, and also advice about the the kind of relationship you want to have with the person you're making amends to. When you're making the amends, make sure that you set your intention, the intention of compassion, of healing. Make sure you walk in with that intention. That intention can set a lot. Those intentions are something that you want to make sure that you anticipate, um, think before, you want to think about how you're going to feel, you're going to think about how you're going to bring that intention, how are you going to make sure that the other person can feel your sincerity, your authenticity, how are you going to make sure that sort of the compassion you come in for yourself, for others, for the person you are talking to, but but the healing, the, the attempt to heal the relationship. And again, it doesn't mean that sort of you're going to have to have them in their life. Sometimes you just need to ask amends and back away or somebody, someone somebody's going to ask you for an amends and doesn't mean you have to accept them into your life but the intention that you set is is incredibly uh, powerful um, when you go into this and people feel that um, that's that's Im that's important for us to do um, as we think about these amends 
this is just some ideas around the amends. Uh, I hope these are helpful. Um, we just passed Yom Kippur, as I said, so uh, it's still the the time of the high holidays, if you will, to to think about these things. And if something came up during Yom Kippur that you want to try and uh, continue your healing process with others and making more connections, um, it's a good time. Um, we have an amends process, an amends guide at Truva Center. Uh, feel free to engage with that. Um, it's going to be on our website. Um, and as always, remember that how you set the intention, what you do, the actions that you take um, are not just sort of good for the connections that we make, but when we prioritize ourselves, when we say, I am worthy of this connection, I am worthy to say I'm sorry or even to uh, forgive somebody, it sends a message. And it is one of the small things that you can do in order to um, invest in yourself. I often talk about a spiritual bank account, and this is a good time to open one. These are kind of investments we put into ourselves to say to ourselves and to communicate to the world through ourselves that we are worthy, that we have self-worth that we are worthy of repairing connections and repairing relationships, that we are worthy to invest in ourselves and to allow ourselves to be fully content, to find meaning in our life, to strengthen our life, our recovery, our spirituality. Those are just a few of the things that we can do to, sort of, to invest in that spiritual bank account. Thank you again for joining us. I hope you had a meaning for Yom Kippur. I hope the rest of the holidays treat you really well. Uh, I'm Rabbi Egeir of Chuva Center. I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.